And hello and welcome everyone to the Comic Multiverse, where the worlds of nerd meet. As always, I am your host, Cape Joel, in a much brighter place than I normally am, am I not, Matt? You are. You're a lot brighter than usual. Oh. I can see you. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say you're a lot brighter than usual. You can string a couple sentences together tonight. Hi-oh. <laughs> Dumb Tish. Ah, you know, I'm in a good mood, Matt. I was, uh, I, I found out today, I don't know if you've been on Twitter, but I found out I was featured on Screen Rant and I didn't even know it. Really? Uh, by which I mean they took one of my thumbnails and didn't give me credit for it. <laughs> Whackity schmackity doo. I, I, I tweeted about it very, like, passive aggressively and I'm like, hey, Screen Rant, you know, I'm a big fan of your guys' work, especially your articles. And it's clear you're a fan of me because you grabbed my Neo Joker uh, thumbnail from, uh, what is it, uh, Batman White Knight for your Joker video. Gave me no credit, but clearly just grabbed what was my thumbnail, which totally looked out of place with the rest of the video. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is yeah. probably some really underpaid intern on a on like a <laughs> deadline who had to make this and just grabbed it without thinking it, and hoped I didn't see it. I didn't see it. A, a fan saw it and sent me a picture. And I'm like, oh <laughs> shit! So they did. That's why I make my thumbnails so discernibly different from everyone else's. There you go. So that if they get stolen, I'll know who stole them. Yeah. Well, m mine was just different enough too because it's like, well, who puts weird ass titles in a blue? border around yeah. it except for jewel yeah. and, and it's funny because again you know i i was so wonderfully passively aggressively canadian in the tweet too i'm like you know hey uh next time you know you want to collaborate with me or anything just just ask me first <laughs> yeah just just ask i'll be fine C consent is important screen rant especially nowadays <laughs> is consent important? yeah <laughs> da, 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 topical yeah, yes. Hashtag Harvey yeah. Weinstein. Yeah, hashtag Harvey <laughs> Weinstein. L lest we forget. And that was my week, Matt. How's your week been? My week's been pretty good. It's been absolutely hot here mm -hmm. in Australia. We've been going through a heat wave, so it's been really hot. So hence why my reviews are lacking mm -hmm. this week. I don't really want to lock myself in a room. No, I feel you. Here, uh, here in Canada, it's been the exact opposite. It's been minus 45, and we've had, like, super storms of the century and ice warnings and everyone telling the homeless people to get off the streets or they will freeze to death. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah, it got pretty ugly here for a couple days. It was, like, one of those things where you could see it progress throughout the day where it's like it started raining. Then the rain turned to sleet. Then it turned to freezing rain. Then it turned to snow. <laughs> then it turned to hail. And it just didn't stop. And it's like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, God, that sounds bad. I also um, yesterday went and saw that new Jumanji movie. Oh, yeah. How was it? Pretty good. I didn't know what to really expect from it since it being like The Rock and Kevin Hart and everything. Yeah. But it's actually really good. That's interesting. I know they go through like a video game thing now instead of a board game thing. Yeah, the, the, they do a really good job of, like, explaining how the game turns into a video game and that sort of thing. And really, really well done. I uh, I actually uh, know an interesting bit of trivia from that movie. Uh, the Rock's character is called Dr. Spencer, right? Yes, uh, Smolder, Spencer, yeah, something like that. He's called Spencer, and that's because the guy who wrote that movie is really good friends with Dan Harmon, the co-creator of Rick and Morty. Loves his podcast, Harmontown, where they play Dungeons and Dragons, and their dungeon master on that show is a guy named Spencer. And so he <laughs> named The Rock's character after him. <laughs> <laughs> 
And, th- and that's a weird back away story there, just so you know. That's why The Rock is called that. <laughs> and that's why if I ever get to write a movie with The Rock in it, I will be sure to call his character Matt as a tribute to Matt, my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> just just Matt. <laughs> just Matt. No last name. Just Matt. <laughs> M- Matt then just like the little N and the slash and the A after it, like not applicable. <laughs> <laughs> They call him Matt. <laughs> but yeah, so that's uh, that's the kind of week I've had, and that's the kind of week you've had. Oh, what about you in the chat, everybody, and in the comments section? What kind of week have you had? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll find out in a week's time when we post this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it won't matter by the time you tell us, because a whole week will have passed by the time we put it up. But we're asking anyway, because we're nice like that, and that's what you do. <laughs> is you ask questions like that. So uh, sh- should we hop into the news, Matt? Should we t- talk about what's happening this week? I think we should. Yeah, m- more happened this week than I thought would. Uh, one of the big things to start off our conversation, uh, apparently Marvel Comics regained the rights to Conan the Barbarian out of nowhere from Dark Horse. Apparently apparently Dark Horse was just fumbling with its papers on the New York <laughs> streets and just, just dropped Conan and Marvel swooped on in and picked it back up. That's very strange, especially like right now, since it's in the middle of like a big DC crossover with Wonder Woman. Yes, what a weird ass time for the rights to return. But then again, the rights on Conan, as far as I can tell, have always been kind of fucked up like this, and they've always ping ponged back and forth. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think Marvel did used to do like comics for them they like did. a long time ago. Like back and when they went... were doing the Star Wars comics originally. Yeah, yeah, and then they went back to Dark Horse uh, with Star Wars as well, yeah. um, and then now they're all back with Marvel. It's it's weird too because they made a big deal out of it because you know they had a big uh, promo image which got you totally stoked for Conan. Here's Conan next to returning Wolverine, and you know Thor in the costume that you remember and it's like aren't you totally psyched for conan and i'm like i guess are you implying that he's going to be hanging out with the avengers now yeah i i hope they don't like make him part of the marvel universe i i don't want that also don't you already have a barbarian in weird world that kind of conan-esque comic series that you did a long time ago and then you brought up again with the last secret wars and it had a book for a little bit didn't didn't you do that yeah yeah they they did that through secret wars and you can also like you could also kind of say like hercules kind of feels that kind of conan-ish role Mm -hmm. who who owns thundar the barbarian that uh, is that hannah barbera do they still own thundar uh Probably, I, I haven't. He, he, for all we know, he's probably in those Hanna Barbera comics yeah, at the really. moment. Friggin', fr- friggin', Conan is weird because it's like he's such a popular character. He's part part of pop culture, like Aladdin or Tarzan or all of these other characters, and yet he's never really gone out of print because people are always still making stuff about him. And there's like those popular Arnold Schwarzenegger movies that people still talk about, but I don't think he's ever been like a triple A character before. No, no, he hasn't. He's been kind of just on the fringes there a little bit, kind of. He's very niche market. Very niche. That's why I thought it was so funny that Marvel's like, yeah, Conan, isn't this great? And I'm like, I don't know. It's fine, I guess, if you like Conan. I don't think you're going to make any new Conan fans in 2018. You're either in or you're not. I'd like like them for them to, like, bring back, like, 
I'd like them to do like like a Conan Max series mm. and, and give it to like Jason Aaron. Jason Aaron wrote the Weird World. Like, that that makes me yeah. think that they did that just for Jason. It's like, look, Jason, you're doing really <laughs> good with these Thor books. You know, you might be taking Avengers soon if the rumors turn out to be true. You know, we want we want to get you a little something. We got you Conan. What like like a Conan <laughs> yeah. poster? No, we got you all of Conan. We bought the rights to it. <laughs> Go nuts. Go nuts. What the fuck was I supposed to write? Really? On top of everything else, I'm now expected to write a Conan book because it was just a gift to me. I have to write it now. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's one of those gifts you can't like just re-gift either. Yeah, right. he's just waiting for their back to turn and be like, "Dark horse, dark horse, I'll re-gift it back to you." <laughs> give me, give me some money. I'll give it back to you, dark horse. <laughs> now, what I would be much more interested in is, you know, if they said that Conan O'Brien was going to be joining the Marvel universe. <laughs> That what was be... that superhero? What was that superhero alter ego of his? Oh yeah, who actually crossed over with DC for a minute there? The uh, the yeah. the flaming sea or some shit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they bring him in. I remember they did some shit. It's with... like totally serious as oh, well. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I remember they did some stuff like some of the Young Justice animators were fans of Conan, so they like put him in the background of Young Justice or animated him into a frame to make it look like he was there. Yeah, and I think like the people who made like like the bat suit for for the DCEU movies made he made him like a costume or something. Nice. <laughs> see, see, see t- talk to me and Matt again when Conan O'Brien gets to join the Marvel Universe. You know what it should be? He should join it, but not as the Flaming Sea. He should join it as the clueless gamer. He should just be sitting there when superheroes are beating each other up and be like, "I don't get this. I'm too old for this. I don't even know what's going on here." <laughs> that's what they he should just give endless commentary on the next big marvel event for for avengers no surrender issue too conan should just be sitting there like a greek chorus the whole time and talking about how he doesn't get what's going on <laughs> i think i think we would all support this endeavor i think this this is this is what will yep. help balance marvel's books in 2018 <laughs> <laughs> this is the turning point <laughs> this this is the conan era it's like we had the silver age we had the bronze age of comics now we're having the conan age of comics <laughs> Oh man, and if that's popular, freaking DC's like, oh man, what do we, what, what, what do we do to follow suit? Who 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 who, who do we put in here? Um um, J- Jimmy Carr. It'll be the Jimmy Carr era of DC Comics. <laughs> Just a sassy British man insulting everyone, and who occasionally doesn't pay his taxes. <laughs> that's what they'll do. Everything will be great yeah. after that. Actually, speaking of Marvel and balancing their books, I didn't put this in the news thing, but apparently someone sent me a thing right there of like you know they've tabulated all the results for books for the end of the year and everything in trades and like who went where and apparently marvel didn't do half as bad as everyone had been saying they were doing all year no they they had some really good stuff come out and i think people realize that and as we were saying like last week it was a lot of their like c-list stuff like black bolts and star lords and stuff that people they were were putting all their talent on and they found and that's what people were picking up yeah, and the end of the year reports have shown that. And actually, you know, hey, if you like Marvel positivity, I think when we get into what we read this week, and again, I I kind of I kind of primed the pump when I mentioned Avengers No Surrender, but we'll talk about that when we get there. Yeah, 
the uh, the next piece of news here. And oh man, Matt, you the, the, this the, this news story has just continued to give to us here on the comic multiverse over and over again. I hope we get <laughs> to talk about this for another four years. Uh, Gambit loses its third director. <laughs> <laughs> with, with this douchebag, I just said, just just kill it. Just, just take it out the back and shoot it and just, dump it in the swamp. Just kill it, dead. and it probably will, too, because with the new Disney-Fox deal, they probably will kill it because whatever they're working on doesn't matter because they're going to recast everybody anyway. Yeah. Uh, why? Why are they so intent on, like, leaving this movie, like... It's... It's... I have no clue. And it's also, like, how, how fucking hard is Gambit? I know, like, yeah, as we've been saying, and like, I think everyone else has been saying, just make a heist movie. Just, just make, make a, a heist movie. Look, 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 you know what, Matt? You, you and I, you and I are going to save Gambit. We're going to announce this right here on the show. Matt <laughs> and I will be co-directing the Gambit movie coming out sometime <laughs> next year. No one else wanted the project. We're just going to show up on the Fox lot and we're just going to start directing the movie. And I don't think anyone's going to stop us. Well, the, the, that's, the, that's the thing, like, all these directors, like, they, it's like a sign they want us to come and they're like they don't want to offer it as formally they're like we'll no, just keep no. putting this off putting this off they'll keep talking about it and <laughs> eventually the comic multiverse will come and save us is what will happen that's how it has to go <laughs> look look you know Matt, we're gonna have to start with this one right away so look i've got i've, I've got a cocktail napkin right here I've got some ink and a pen. Let's let's start writing this one right now. Okay, so what's what, what what's our tagline? What's our elevator pitch? Uh, uh, Ocean's Eleven, but with superpowers. There we go. Okay, so our Gambit movie will be Ocean's Eleven, but with superpowers. <laughs> it will be heavily based on, I guess, his first miniseries, because most of these movies normally are. <laughs> Yeah, he's only had like one. <laughs> it's true. Well, he's had more over the years, but the like the first miniseries, the one everyone remembers from the nineties. Uh, Gambit, who he's still played by Channing Tatum, right? Channing Tatum didn't leave for for some reason. He's still attached. Fuck if I know. Does he have financial like gain in this movie or something? He might. Like he really he might have put some of his own money up for it. Like he he wanted the Ryan Reynolds deal. Okay, so Gambit will be a cool, fast talking, wheeling and dealing type of character with an accent think mutant jack sparrow but only in the first movie not in the subsequent movies where he got annoying and unrelatable <laughs> it's 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 going to be a heist movie but there will also be a strong romantic b plot because of course gambit is always defined by the women in his life uh the villains will be the uh guild of assassins and we'll try and get into the yep. whole guild of assassins uh guild of thieves things or or thieves guild because everyone is cajun and they'll say it like that oh the thieves <laughs> guild i tell you oh beignets and catfish <laughs> oh, oh also too we, we will need to film it in new orleans which we can do and actually save some money because like next to canada new orleans is the cheapest place to film there you go. We've got all that set. But probably because it keeps getting hit by hurricanes, unfortunately. <laughs> hey, it, it, it's a sad truth, and if you think I'm slagging off New Orleans, they filmed a bunch of shit in Toronto during SARS. I mean, that's that's what movie people do. They look for their best deal. <laughs> but okay, so, so, so alright, so, so we got that. Uh, he'll, he, uh, he'll love a woman. It's, it's too early for Rogue. I forget what his first wife's name was, but he had a first wife. 
They they want to run away together. It's all very Romeo and Juliet. But before they can go, though, they need to steal like I don't know, like the big the, the big treasure of the Assassins Guild. And Gambit knows this is wrong because if he does so, this will start a war between the two families. Again, it's it's Romeo and Juliet. You've seen this type of story before, and it'll work. Uh, the Assassins guys will be cool. They'll all be mutants with interesting powers. Gambit will recruit some Cajun mutants. We can even make up some for the movie if we have to. There we go. We, we can give him his own little X-Men team. Exactly. Give him his own little team. They don't have to be in the movie for long. It'll still be Gambit's movie, but again, it'll be like a, it'll be like Ocean's Eleven. You know, we'll have like a comedy relief one in there because every movie needs one. You know, we'll, we'll try yep. and hit. We'll try and hit all the demographics. You know, we'll try and get like I don't know, Kevin Hart. We'll we'll cast Kevin Hart. He can be a mutant because <laughs> that, that he can play Will I Am's role. Oh, exactly. Okay, there you go. Freaking Ke- Kevin Hart can be. Actually, no, let's let's just bring back Will I Am as Wraith because he looked just <laughs> like him. Just just to fuck with people. Let's bring him. Back. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure he's not doing anything. No, so. I'm, I'm sure he's not. We'll we'll try and get some other fun character actors in there. Who's who, who's a fun character actor who everyone likes at the moment? Who who we can get in here? Uh, fun character actor. I, I was going to say Kevin Hart. Um, Ke- Kevin Hart. Okay, so Kevin Hart is the leader of the Assassin's Guild. <laughs> <laughs> And, then, uh, and he too has a Cajun accent. He too has a Cajun. Actually, hey, you know, what, let's uh, let, let's get Brendan Fraser up in here. He hasn't been in shit in years. There you go. Br- Brendan Fraser will play Gambit's father because why not? Surely... His real father or adoptive father? Oh, good question. Uh, he plays both. Actually, we're really gonna put Brendan Fraser through his paces on this movie. He's gonna play two parts, and we'll get a bunch of prosthetics and makeup and fake mustaches on him. <laughs> uh now nicholas cage do we have a role in here for nicholas cage he's a giant nerd he'll he'll show up for this yeah he'll probably name his son after gambit um. <laughs> exactly uh <laughs> nicholas cage is mr sinister in the stinger at the end of this movie because of course we need to set up the next one and it makes sense too because gambit actually has a major history uh with mr sinister and uh what, what are they the acolytes which uh, which team is that or no the marauders the marauders because that will be the sequel gambit and the marauders there, there we go oh here, here we go the thing he has to steal in the movie is the Crimson Gem of Sidorak. Oh, perfect, because they're... Na- and now we're world-building here, and now we've got, like, something that everyone knows, and, you know, everyone will be like, oh, that's connected to Juggernaut, and when we put the first trailer out, we'll be sure to have, like, the gem uh, very prominently done there, so, like, people can do their Easter egg videos with, like, the red arrow pointing to the thing, <laughs> and, like, the 10th Yeah, and just the picture of Thanos, because they think it's an Infinity Gem. Of and- course. <laughs> Actually, hey, and, 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 like, we'll let people believe that, too, because that'll get us lots of good press, right, from the people who don't know any better. There you go. Come on, Fox. Come on. Look, look we have a five-point plan here for this movie. <laughs> also, do, can we work Willem Dafoe in there somewhere, too? He can he, he can be the girl's father, Willem Dafoe, and he'll just be... He'll be Antichrist. He'll just be acting like he did in Antichrist. He, he, he can just be Willem Dafoe. They, 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 they do like what they did in Ocean's... Oh, one of the Ocean's movies yeah. where he plays himself. Right, because we need a celebrity walk-on. And the joke will be that Willem Dafoe is in the city filming a movie that's gone through three different directors. <laughs> and he's getting really upset. And then we have like a real meta moment where he's like, I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. Will, will, will people care about these superhero movies after this? <laughs> that's, that's what we do. 
There we go. See, see, Fox, we have like a 10-point plan here and a trailer for this Gambit movie. Of course, it if, writes itself. It does write itself. That's why I'm amazed no one can direct this shit when we can like half-ass a whole movie right here. I know, it's... It's, I don't understand it. And you could film that for, like, relatively cheap. That that would be the thing, too. You would be sure to pick mutants who have, like, very easy powers. Like, you wouldn't do any crazy makeup. You wouldn't do, like, any big special effects. You would try and keep it cheap. That way, when Gambit does the card thing, it's really cool, and you can do the big explosions and everything. Yeah, well, that's the thing. With with Gambit's power, all you do is put, like, a little, little like, purplish haze around stuff yeah. and then just create a big explosion <laughs> right okay but okay well, well, well what's our big action scene here okay so the the, the uh, eventually because it will have to be the way the the thieves guild and the assassins guild will need to go to war with each other and it'll be like a big like sharks and jets you know like fight scene like big gang war between them during the middle of mardi gras of course yeah no here, here we go here, they, they have to escape through a casino Oh, and that's where Gambit gets his cards from. You know, I actually think that's a bit, actually, in the Gambit miniseries where he, like, goes to Monte Carlo. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no, the, the casino scene, that's that, <coughs> that's that's our big second act scene. You're right, because they're escaping, and the assassins are chasing them, and they're all cool and shit. They're throwing <laughs> knives and, like, poison blowguns and everything. But Gambit's like, no, I got this. And he picks up, like, one of those big... Uh, deck shufflers of cards and he like throws them everywhere and it's super cool and badass <laughs> they carry there you go that's that that's our gambit movie but then it hits me none of this will matter though because disney and fox are doing a deal and they're going to recast anyone anyway so we'll we'll have a really awesome gambit movie and we'll put all these easter eggs and sequel hooks and it will go nowhere <laughs> But hey, if if you like our fan gambit movie, tell us in the comment section below. Maybe maybe we should do this. Give us give us more doomed superhero properties, and Matt and I will put it together. Yeah, I think there's going to be lots. There's going to be lots. Oh, there's sure lots out there already. Don't don't be surprised though if we cast Kevin Hart in all of these, or you know, actors that we've just seen in other movies. <laughs> Kevin Hart, he's just like he's the he's the connection. He's the he's the Phil Coulson. You see, Kevin Hart, he's a funnier character than we've ever had before. We can get Kevin Hart to work. He's the he's the key to all of this. Yeah, if then, he works, the movie works. Then the whole franchise works. <laughs> yeah, it's the Kevin Hart cinematic superhero universe. <laughs> I don't even think Kevin Hart is that funny, honestly. Is the is the thing? But they keep casting him in everything. Like Hollywood is like, no, 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 no. We will find the thing that breaks him. We will find the thing that works. <laughs> and it's like he's always in the same buddy movies and he's always just playing himself but maybe like 10 percent louder yeah yeah that's what he was in jumanji yeah it was just himself but 10 percent louder it's, it's like <laughs> hey we need a kevin hart type in this movie well why don't we just hire kevin hart okay yeah that's genius that's fucking genius see <laughs> see see jenkins that's why you make the big bucks you're going far in this organization i tells you <laughs> oh thanks boss <laughs> But uh, believe it or not, this wasn't the only bit of uh, X-Men and Fox-related news, because apparently not only did Gambit lose a director, but it got its release date shuffled around. I mean, really, how the fuck can you shuffle around a release for a movie that's apparently not even gotten underway? <laughs> that's like moving around invisible shit. But yeah, so that one got its date moved. Deadpool 2, which of course is the big one that everyone is excited about, it actually got its release date moved up by two whole weeks, which that almost never happens. It's coming out on May 18th now. Yeah, that's a couple of weeks 
after Infinity War, mm, yeah. before Infinity War, and like a week before the Han Solo film. Yeah, which again makes it feel like, okay, Disney, we have a hand in this now, or at least we have more pull than we did so let's start moving some dates around. Let's start playing, you know, some analytics and shit. I don't understand the analytics of big Hollywood movie making, but I'm sure the suits and the money men and the big brains have crunched the numbers on this. And they're like, well, if we move it up by two weeks, we'll maximize our profits here, here, and here. Yeah. I don't I have no idea why they moved it up. I just, Especially when they have like two other movies coming out. At the exact same time, like, wouldn't uh, it's not going to cut into Infinity War all that much? No. I could see it maybe cutting into the Star Wars, but again, it's Star Wars. It's going to make a shitload of money regardless. Just, just on the merit of being Star Wars, maybe, maybe they're trying to do a bit of counter programming. They're like, well, we've got a bunch of family stuff coming out here, here, and here. Let's have something more raunchy and R-rated that people might want to go to, or even let's make it to a way where all these movies are in theaters at the same time so people are like oh well let's have a whole day of it let's go see deadpool in the morning and let's see these other two at night let's spend the whole day at the movie yeah. theater it's also it's also cool to think that within the space of a month josh brolin will be the bad guy in one film and the hero in another film man it's a it's a good fucking time to be josh brolin apparently <laughs> <laughs> It's a good time to be that guy, wouldn't you know it? His press tour is going to be fucked. Oh, yeah, I can only imagine what that must be like. He's going to be living on the goddamn red carpet, apparently. He's going to be living, doing those, like, uh, Google autocompletes that they do, those fun interviews. He's just going to be living in those. He's going to do it, then we're not going to hear from Josh Brolin for, like, two years. He's like, I slumber now. I slumber till Ragnarok. <laughs> I can only be so gruff all the time. <laughs> it's hard to be this gruff. Uh, the other big movie they moved was New Mutants, which has now been pushed all the way to February 2019. So we're not even going to see that until next year now. Ten months. Ten whole months. And uh, did you see the reason they did this? No. What? See, I, I <laughs> here's the thing. I didn't care what reason they gave because I don't <laughs> care about New Mutants. What was the reason they gave? It was the most PR spin was, like ever. They said they did it, they pushed it so there wouldn't be any overlap in oh, Marvel movies. Right, of course. Like, And I'm like, well, well, to do that, you only push the movie like two or three months. You don't yeah. push it almost a whole year. So I it makes me think that they're like maybe doing something with it. They might, they might be trying to rework it. They might be like, no, 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 no. Maybe, maybe we're going to recast our main X-Men. But that's not to say maybe we don't want a more interesting side project going on here that maybe can experiment with genres and can do horror and has a good cast already. Maybe, maybe they don't know what mutants is, or New Mutants is going to do. It's like maybe it'll be a surprise success. Maybe they fear general disinterest because I got I got to tell you, I have a fair amount of general disinterest in it and I'm extra disinterested in it now that I know win, lose or draw. It doesn't matter because Disney mm -hmm. has it now, which means they're like, well, why? Why are we going to continue this series we didn't develop? Why don't we put time, money and effort in developing our own X-Men projects, which we'll probably be doing anyway? yeah it yeah it's in like a weird place where like they they moved it maybe because they don't care about it or they moved it because they might be doing because i think it's going back into reshoots or something right. um 
to maybe work something into the MCU, like a something for it. And the th- wanted to go. thing is, they can kind of do that with this movie because it, for all intensive purposes, it's kind of disconnected from all the other ones. There's no... Like, there's no connection, really, to the X-Men. It's basically a weird little experimental one-off. I guess they're going to see, like, is there something here? Is this going to be a Logan or a Deadpool success? Because mm. if not... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or, or is this just you guys throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks? <laughs> because, uh, again, mark my words, they're, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, of, of course we're going to have, you know, X-Men Dark Phoenix. Of course we're going to have New Mutants. They're basically already done, so of course you're going to get them. <laughs> but they might be your last, though, because we want to recast our own. We want to find our we want to find our Tom Hollands of the X-Men universe. <laughs> it's, it's like, and again, too, it's like nothing's really lost as far as I'm concerned. Like, you know, uh, McAvoy and uh, Jennifer Lawrence and all those other actors they had gotten for this new, like, rebooted X-Men trilogy they're pretty much already done after three movies. Well, that's the thing that like, a lot of them have said that they, they kind of just want to get out of it. I know Jennifer Lawrence does. And oh, I think probably like during those last couple, yeah, yeah. I think like the only one I would want to keep on was probably Michael Fassbender. He was good. He was really good. I doubt they'll keep him on, but I genuinely yeah. did enjoy him. Yeah. He was one of the only real shining little parts apart from like Wolverine yeah. uh, from the X-Men universe. But yeah, I don't think they'll keep him on. Yeah, like they're already basically done they seem like they don't want to do it anymore and they already dropped the ball and fucked up setting up the new younger generation of x-men so it's like well why even bother then yeah just reboot the whole thing just reboot dark, the whole... dark phoenix will be the last thing yeah th- third time's the try it's it's gotten to the point now it's like people people are used to the x-men rebooting now yeah well yeah well it happens like every movie basically it happens every three movies <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Which, again, if they do that, that means by the time Deadpool 3 rolls around, he can make a joke of being like, oh, which one? Uh, b- 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 uh, Patrick Stewart, <laughs> McAvoy, or this new guy? <laughs> <laughs> or or will he like, well, because that means Deadpool can actually meet the professor in these movies, and he's like, huh, you don't look like any of the other guys. Yeah, you look a lot different to what I've seen before. Yeah. Or, man, I preferred the other two. <laughs> <laughs> have Deadpool be the only one aware of all the different reboots that have happened? <laughs> or be like, man, these costumes aren't as good as the yellow ones. <laughs> so many places you could go with that. But yeah, that's uh, that's New Mutants. That's the Fox slate of uh, mutant-related movies. But not to be outdone, Matt. Sony had something to say this week, too. Sony, Sony stood up in class and they're like, we have something to say. <laughs> <laughs> And everyone's like, no, 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 let let Sony talk, everybody. Come on, let's let's not let's, let's not be mean. Let's let Sony talk, everyone. And they said, we we have a picture of Tom Hardy from the upcoming Venom movie, and it's a first look. <laughs> and everyone's like, is he in the costume? And they're like, no. Yeah, this is just a picture of Tom Hardy holding a notebook and wearing a shirt. <laughs> this 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 is it. Sony, really, this you, you got us all to stop what we were doing and drop for this. I, re- I remember, like, I think it was like IGN who were the one who released it, and I remember they were like the week before they were like hyping it up, oh, like, God. we got our first look of Venom, you're gonna be really excited. And it's like a picture of Tom Hardy, <laughs> yeah. Like, I know, sh- I know what he looks like in a shirt 
with a notebook. I'm like, now, was that shirt from the costume department? No, Tom wore that shirt here. <laughs> and the notebook were like his acting directions. <laughs> well, apparently the notebook was stuff like, oh, are, are they making symbiotes? Is there a symbiote program? And it's like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, no one cares. <laughs> suit or fuck off, seriously. <laughs> just, just show us the suit or stop. And like, here's the thing. IGN and all these other sites are probably going to milk this Venom exclusive for the next couple months until the movie eventually comes out. Like, they're going to be like, oh, we have another Venom exclusive. Here's Tom <laughs> Hardy with another shirt on. <laughs> yeah, maybe they can't show this to you because it's probably going to be all like CGI. Oh, probably. They're probably some poor animator is hard at work on that right now, trying to make it work and make it move. Yeah. And again, too, I, I chopped this Tom Hardy Venom movie up to who who asked for this? Who who cares? Yeah. Why? Again, yeah, it's why? Especially in a day and age now where it's like, okay, Marvel Disney has all their toys back. DC always had all their toys, but is having problems making them work. Who cares about Venom off on his own? exactly who can it, it's so strange when like a movie like this could get made but like a gambit movie which is one of the easiest movies to be fucking made is like spinning its wheels for like four years and, and like i don't know if it speaks to me too as a fan and how spoiled we become now in an era when all of our film franchises are interconnected and have easter eggs and continuity like there would be a time in the past where it's like whoa they're making a venom movie and i'd be like whoa how cool i never thought i'd see that now it's like well, unless he can hang out with the Avengers, I don't care. Or unless there's a chance he can hang out with the Avengers, I don't care. Yeah, there, there still could be that chance, but the thing is, like, they they because it's going to be like what R rated and something like that. all this sort of stuff. Like, yeah, and it's it's kind of weird to do one when they haven't really set him up beforehand. No. And they're just kind of dropping us in, and they're like, "Well, how does this work without Spider Man and all that yeah. sort of stuff?" Yeah. Who, who wants a Spider Manless Venom movie that will need to build an origin sans Spider Man? Well, well, it's like they're making a Spider Man universe without Spider Man. Yeah, because they got like that they those silver sable movies that, oh. that they probably won't get made or anything and no. they're the mobius movie and everything oh, yeah, but sure. yeah they're like making a spider-man universe without spider-man it's, it's especially silly with venom it's like yeah you know venom the character who is a dark mirror to spider-man who wears a black version of his costume because the symbiote was on spider-man then it jumped on him <laughs> Dude, yeah, yeah, who a character who works really well when he's with Spider-Man. Do, do, do you not know this, guys? At Sony, did, did did no one tell you this? Well, if any, if they're any, if they're still like those emails that got leaks ages oh, yeah. ago, you know, they're, they're clueless to this sort of shit. <laughs> the answer is no. No one told them, and I'm sure <laughs> if you told them this shit, it would blow their mind. They'd be like, "Oh my god, why? We got sets made. We have animators animate. Why did we do this? <laughs> why did no? Look, look, you gotta be here every time now and tell us when these are bad ideas." <laughs> <laughs> Also, does this mean we should scrap the Aunt May origin movie? Yes! <laughs> oh my god, I remember that. Remember that? Like, oh. that was a serious idea they were kicking around. Like, okay, well, what characters do we have? Well, you know, Black Hat and Silver Sable, you know, they're, they're, they're like sexy, powerful women. And, you know, <laughs> you, could, you could probably do some stuff with them if you wanted. Minus Spider- Oh, well, Venom. I mean, everyone loves Venom. That'll probably just sell on the merit of being Venom. He's a cool poster look. 
uh, what about an Aunt May origin movie? <laughs> yeah, she'll be like a spy, yeah, and was, uh, she'll she'll get into spy stuff. What was, what was Aunt May doing in the sixties? Yeah, you, you ever wonder <laughs> that? No, no, because my brain works. <laughs> no, I I have never wondered that because I'm a sensible human being. I have never once wondered what was what was May Parker. Although she wouldn't be May Parker back then. What was what was May Riley doing in the sixties? <laughs> And you will never make me care about what maybe Riley no. was doing back in the sixties. No, it's it's funny too. I, I remember that her name is that her maiden name was Riley. That's probably another thing them making the movie didn't know. Where it's like, okay, so so it's a May Parker origin movie. May Parker in the sixties. I mean, she she wasn't married to Ben Parker then, so she didn't take his <laughs> last name. But 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 she's only been known as May Parker. Right? No, no one could possibly know her last name. Uh, c- comic fans know. In fact, uh, in, in, in fact, uh, Ben Riley, the Scarlet Spider, took Riley because that was her maiden name. Because he couldn't be Ben Parker. That would be confusing. Like, and and then you could just see the suits. Like their eyes would just cross and glaze over as you tried to explain <laughs> this to them. And the blood's coming from their nose and. Or they're just like, why are we even doing these anymore? Can't, can't we make westerns again? Can we just make westerns? Can those come back? <laughs> Superhero movies have so much baggage attached to them. But they make so much money. We want to make money. We're so <laughs> We did bad with Spider-Man and they took it away from us. We said racist things in emails and everyone got mad at us. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh. Also, maybe the Korean government hacked us for those emails because of something Seth Rogen and James <laughs> Franco did. Man, we lived an interesting couple of years, didn't we? Hey, man, 2014 was so weird. Yeah, it wasn't ever. But not as weird as 2018 is shaping up to be. Uh, and with that, uh, we can actually move on to another story, which is actually very much in the uh, X-Men family. Uh, apparently, uh, Marvel is actually working on a Black Widow movie now. Yeah, they, they've got a, a writer and I think they just, they're getting into meetings with, uh, Scarlett Johansson and yeah. everything. And it looks like it might be happening. It's about damn time. I mean, everyone likes, uh, yeah. what is it? Black Widow. She always has cool moments in those movies, especially in the Captain America movies where she basically got to co-lead anyway. Furthermore, did you see how much money Wonder Woman made? What if you could do that? Also at a (laughs) fraction of the cost because it's Black Widow. She doesn't have any superpowers, so no one's expecting anything huge. You could make a reasonably priced Black Widow movie, put it out at the right time of year, and just rake in the goddamn money. Yeah, and, and again, it's like a simple film. It's just a spy thriller. Like a, like a like James Bond born sort of thing. Hey, did, did you see that Atomic Blonde movie? Just just literally superimpose Black Widow onto <laughs> that. You could literally because that movie was involved like like Russians and stuff yeah. like that and like Soviets and everything. Hey, did, did you see the John Wicks? Just take Keanu Reeves out and put <laughs> Scarlett Johansson in, and there you go. Yeah, and and you can get like the guys that made that movie because they just made Deadpool two. Exactly. Like take take a meeting, take a go. meeting with those. I bet they jump at the opportunity. Also, here's or hey, you know what? Uh, uh, Lexi Alexander. You remember Punisher Warzone? Wasn't that awesome? Wouldn't it be nice to get her back into the fold? She's a creative uh, writer director who does like kick ass action movies. Wouldn't that be something? I don't know if she'd want to be... work in the Marvel system, but I'd like to see it. 
I, I, I think she kind of hates Marvel at the moment. I, I think she does. I, th- I think she blocked me on Twitter a long time ago. I don't even remember what I said to get blocked. It might have been a preemptive <laughs> block. I think I was in a group of other people and I got blocked. I just remember the last time I heard from her was like, I think it was like when Daredevil season two came out and she, she got mad because they had a fight in an alleyway and she wanted to have a fight in an alleyway with the Punishers. I have no fucking idea. Something like that. Again, too, it's like, I, uh, I, I have never been in those meetings, so I don't know what she heard and what they told her she couldn't do. She was on one of those uh, episodes of how did this get made talking about Punisher Warzone, And that was a really great interview. Yeah, it was. I think that's the one that kind of made me fall in love with her as a creative because she's like, look, I didn't read the comics, but I went to the forums. I asked fans. I'm like, okay, what would you like to see? Okay, I'll do that then. Yeah, yeah and then people didn't like the movie. And then people didn't. That's fine. I like Punisher War. I don't give. I don't yeah. care what anyone says. I enjoy the shit out of Punisher Warzone. Is it a cartoon? Yes, but so were the Punisher Warzone comics that it's based on. <laughs> yeah, it was a great film. Big, dumb, violent cartoon. If you gave me a bunch of money, I'd make that movie. Right down to Jamaican Irish McGinty flipping through the air via parkour. I'd have done that. Yeah, and then getting shot by a rocket launcher. And blown up like a goddamn itchy and scratchy cartoon. You bet I would do that if you gave me money. <laughs> this is why people don't give me money. Because <laughs> I'd make that. Uh, I wonder, too, if another thing that pushed them to finally make a Black Widow movie was that Red Sparrow movie. That's also kind of coming. I haven't out. seen the trailer. For, I haven't seen the trailer for, but I but I like heard the description of it. I'm like, oh, well, that's that's a Black Widow movie. That's literally even down to the to the uh, what is it? Animal color naming convention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Red Sparrow, Black Widow. I'm like, was was Red Sparrow like an unused spec script for Black Widow? <laughs> Did they just change it? It's like let's just change it just enough so we can use it. And Marvel's like, not on our fucking watch. Yeah, I I really hope this movie gets made, and I'd like it um as well if they got um uh, Bucky back, and they sort of like sort of co-lead the movie sort of thing where she's the main lead and he's sort of like the tag along. There's there's a lot of history between those characters and the Red Room experiments in Russia and everything. I I have been pitching forever make it a buddy cop spy movie with Black Widow and Hawkeye because no one seems to be clamoring for Hawkeye to get his own movie. I'd, I'd like I'd like that, and they could also explain uh, like in in the Avengers they talk about some mission at Budapest. Mm. Get a movie about that. Yeah, Find out what happened in Budapest. Yeah, make them go back to Budapest. In fact, make it a whole Eastern European tour that they got to, like, tear ass across Eastern Europe from one end to the other because, like, some evil villain, I don't know, fucking uh, immortal man, invincible man, we'll, we'll work it out later, is trying to restart the Red Room experiments and, like, Black Widow's like, not on my fucking watch. Yeah, do they have, like, access to, like, Viper now that they got there? And, um... Uh, what's her name? She was in Wolverine. Right. Well, I think, um, I the Wolverine. Have, I think they have everyone now. So yeah, they could do Madame Hydra. They could do Viper. Yeah, they could yeah. do Any number of things now. Yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. Heck, I, I would like a whole team of like uh, lower tier Marvel villainesses who probably wouldn't make it into any other movie. Let's let's get freaking Titania in there. I like her. <laughs> just a big strong bull woman who punches the crap out of shit. And you could have her on the phone uh, arguing with her boyfriend, who who we as fans will know is Absorbing Man. <laughs> Actually, shit, they had Absorbing Man, didn't they? He was uh, he was on Agents of Shield. Yeah, yeah, he, Agents of Shield, and he's referenced on on uh, uh, Daredevil and That's everything. That's right. We see his posters. Yeah. 
can we can we have Crusher Creole and Titania be the villains in the movie? It would make sense if it's like a Black Widow and her little helper. That would be fun. Kind of have like you know the two dueling couples of fighting fight each other. I'd like that. I think that'd be really cool. Heck, if you really wanted to get some good press and kind of invert some shit, have it be they were on a mission in Budapest together, remembering what happened. Clint Barton Hawkeye screws up, gets kidnapped, and now Black Widow has to rescue him from the evil <laughs> Russians. It has to extra do it because she's like lying to Hawkeye's wife on the phone, like, "Oh yeah, we're fine." You know, just I mean, the mission mission went off without a hitch. It's fine. I mean, it's fine. We got it totally on. Oh my god, they're gonna fucking cut his legs off. Oh my god. <laughs> I gotta fucking hurt because again because it'll be a Marvel movie it'll probably be a little bit more serious because it's about spies but there'll be jokes and gallows humor into it yeah 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 see another instance of like why did it take you so long to write this movie this movie writes itself (laughs) like we're basically halfway done we have three acts more or less (laughs) so yeah more power to that Black Widow movie I hope it I hope it finally happens and uh, while on the subject of kick-ass women writing kick-ass women heroes, uh, did you hear Gail Simone is going to be pinning a Domino series for Marvel soon? Kind of makes sense. She's in a movie coming out. Gotta remind people who Domino is. And to me, I'm just super stoked to see Gail Simone writing a superhero comic again. It's been a while. Yeah, that'd, that'd be... Oh, she's been writing the Wonder Woman Conan uh, book. That's true. That, that one was a more weird off-to-the-side one. This is, like, actually in-universe yeah i think this would be pretty cool the thing is are they going to redesign domino because she looks a little bit different in the movie than she does um in the comics comics. so like Uh, is are they gonna like change her or anything uh, the art they've shown she looks exactly the same exactly okay cool exactly as she was now they they don't seem to be reinventing the wheel on this one i've always liked domino as a character i've always liked the idea of a mutant who has the power to change probability i figured there's about a million stories they could have told with her but haven't yeah yeah her power is really interesting it's just basically like luck yeah and simone is such like an interesting uh complex type of writer who's not afraid to like get silly and take stuff off into like freaking outer space so i'm sure she'll have a good pitch for it yeah, the, Domino's been pretty good. She's been in the um the Weapon X book yeah. um, as a team member of that, and I've liked her in that, and it'd be interesting to see where she goes from there. Most definitely. Uh, speaking of movie comic book uh, integration, uh, Creed screenwriter, one of the writers of Creed, is going to be writing a Black Panther miniseries, Long Live the King. Hey, just in time for the movie. Funny how that happens. Yeah. Black Panther like recently has had like a bunch of new series. Mm-hmm. And they've all, and it's been really confusing to me because I keep seeing like number ones coming out. I'm like, wait, didn't this series start like ages ago? Like, what the hell is going on? It is slightly confusing. Heck, he's got a tie-in book right now with Lexus. Black Panther and Lexus have joined forces <laughs> to tell you about cars. <laughs> I, I always love those comics they, would, they, would, they have that like like the the justice league and subway and oh, yeah. and the, the colonel sander call oh, and everything yeah, yeah. and <laughs> it's like look if you're gonna do blatant product placement at least thank you for being blatant about it i really want to challenge yeah. you, to be like, you, you know i am the king of a of an african nation that you know is the most technologically advanced in the world i have flying cars and teleporters and everything else but you know what at the end of the day nothing beats alexa though (laughs) as he counts his money (laughs) (laughs) or like oh the day could never have been saved from those terrorists if it were not for the uh genius engineering and comfort of this lexus 
<laughs> Thank you, Lexus. You will always be a friend to Wakanda. <laughs> you know, Wakanda has never been conquered, and as such, neither has Lexus been conquered. <laughs> it's, it's it's called like Black Panther Man in Machine or like Black Panther Ghost in the Machine, and I'm like, is the machine a Lexus? Yes, yes it is. <laughs> Everything is Lexus. It's all Lexus. That's why Lexus has built Black Panther a brand new suit that is actually better than his vibranium suit. <laughs> and when he takes the suit off, it turns into a Lexus. It turns into a Lexus. It's basically a Transformer. <laughs> Uh, all the other Avengers are driving shitty Hondas, but not Black Panther, for he has the power of Lexus on his side. <laughs> See, oh, that's what it needs to do. Like, Black Panther's like, oh, no, all the other auto manufacturers of the world have actually been taken over by scrolls. <laughs> don't, and they're turning scrolls into cars. <laughs> don't, don't buy a Ford, everyone. Don't buy the new Festiva. Don't, don't <laughs> buy the El Camino. Only Lexus can you trust, for they are not owned by scrolls. <laughs> Oh, goddamn. But yeah, so that's that's Black Panther. Long live the king, everyone. I don't know if it'll be as fun as this Lexus story, but it's a thing. <laughs> uh, one last little bit of uh, comic movie news, because, you know, it's all kind of together. Uh, remember last week we talked about uh, Saladin Ahmed doing a new Exiles book and all the different characters they could put on that team and how they're still putting members on the team? Yep, yep. And we, and we said it would be a great place for, like, you know... Uh, movie characters who kind of exist in like the limbo of continuity where they're kind of continuity but they're kind of not continuity well guess what the the Tessa Thompson movie version of Valkyrie is going to be on the team so a Valkyrie is going to be on the team a Valkyrie is going to be on the team and it's the movie version so if you like that uh, character from the movie and many people did go read Exiles please that, that's pretty cool it's a, I, I like it's a really smart idea like they could have put anyone in there but i'm glad they put valkyrie in there and apparently they're going to be putting some more members on there yeah it's, a, it's an interesting team i'm really interested in that book I, i'm more interested in the fact that saladin Ahmed's writing it because oh, his, yeah. his blackboard series is amazing he had a lot of goodwill uh built up from that blackboard thing and again it was it was on everyone's best of list of last year I think that yeah. first issue is actually going to sell pretty good because it's got a lot of things working for it. It's got the Marvel nostalgia behind it because, like, so many people <laughs> remember loving Exiles yep. and it being like, oh, yep. it was a book gone too soon. So that'll appeal to older writers. It's got Saladin Amid behind it. So it's got the critical muscle and the new reader friendliness attached to it. And it's got all these weird different characters in it. So you got like baby Claremont Wolverine and like crazy apocalyptic Miss Marvel in there and Blink, who's a cult yep. character unto herself. And now you have movie Tessa Thompson Valkyrie and who, who even knows who else they're going to add to the team by the end of it. Yeah, I, I'm really interested in this book now. When's it come out? Uh, This year sometime. Oh, so they haven't got a release date yet. I mean, I'm sure they do, but I, I don't want to sound like an idiot that I don't know when it is. I mean, they yeah. have the art for it, so probably sooner than you think. This this quarter. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I wonder, this this might be a fun one for the comment section, too. What other weird multiversal Marvel character would you like to see on the team? I know Gwenpool is coming to an end very soon, and a lot of people have kicked around the idea, wouldn't it be fun to have Gwenpool on the team because it's all, like, uh, multiversal and shit? That'd be pretty cool. 
especially because like she's like such a meta character because it's like well she's she's from our world she's like a normal person who just knows all the comic book tropes that'd be pretty cool I mean, you already have one Wolverine on there. I figure if you put Old Man Logan on that team, that would be a good way to kind of, like, get rid of him because, like, you're going to have other Wolverine coming back and do you really want, like, five goddamn Wolverines? That's, that's, in, yeah, I, I could see that. I, I wonder what is going to happen with him when, once this new Wolverine actually fully comes back. I know, right? Uh, there's no Hulks on the team at the moment. The Maestro would be a fun member of that team. I know he's a villain. Mm-hmm. But if they could find a way to get him to play nice and put him on that team, well, since he doesn't, since they don't have a book anymore, get the um, get General Maverick from the U.S. Avengers Ooh, on it. Yeah, that'd be fun too. It's like, hey, any character you want to keep alive or keep around from a book that didn't quite make it, put them on that. Yeah. Hey, uh, that old man Hawkeye. I didn't read it, but he has a book right now. If you got to have a cranky old man, someone on there, put old man Hawkeye on it. <laughs> Ooh, 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 hey, uh, another weird multiversal character who, like, totally fell through the cracks, and this would be great because they don't have a Captain America allegory yet, or analog. Get uh, get his son, who became Nomad. Remember him? Remember Captain America's weird adopted son from the Zolaverse, who became Nomad and was around, then he disappeared after Secret uh, Secret Wars? Put him on the team. (laughs) Yeah, I wonder what happened to him. He went to a universe hilariously ruled by Hydra during Secret uh, Secret Wars, and then he just fell off the face of the uh, earth, and nobody gave a fuck. I remember seeing a theory kicking around where, like, people were saying that like, during Secret Empire, like that Captain America wasn't Steve; it was it was his son. That was an interesting, and it was going to be revealed that it was his son. There was that, and then there's the hanging plot thread of Kraken because they had a new Kraken. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ma- uh, Madam Hydra, who was the uh, the the one who was kind of controlling it all at the time, she's like, "Hey, you you have a deep connection to Steve, but he must never know." And then Kraken never took off his mask. I assumed that's who it was. Yeah, his son. Yeah, that it was his son from another universe, and they still never revealed it. And Kraken was still around, and Kraken was talking about breaking evil Steve out of jail. So that could be something they could do. Yeah, that'll be someone, something, someone other than Nick Spencer will have to write that though. Yeah. The Deadpool book is dealing with that. I haven't read the new one this week, but apparently Deadpool is going to try and kill Evil Steve before Hydra can break him out of jail in doing so, clearing his slate and his conscience. Oh, so he's not evil anymore? Well, he was, and it's... it's, it's, Yeah, yeah, he was for like two issues. (laughs) And he wasn't even really that... He he was reckless is what he was, and apparently they're going to be turning Deadpool back to regular Deadpool. So yeah, Despicable Deadpool was not despicable for very long. (laughs) It's it's like they wanted to make him despicable. That was like them putting their foot down and be like, this is different (laughs) than the charming Ryan Reynolds movie. We're bringing Deadpool back to his hardcore anti-hero roots. Oh, 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 what's that? We, 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 We won the rights to it? Oh, oh, we yeah. control it now. Oh, well, fuck. Well, everyone's got to love Deadpool then. He's got to hang out with the Avengers because he will eventually meet the Avengers. <laughs> yeah, he's got to be a hero. Did we say Despicable? Uh, that's a miniseries. <laughs> Course correct the fuck out of this. Actually, too, uh, re- remember we asked the question, what happened to Preston? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, he has Preston's LMD body, and he's talking about maybe rebuilding her soon, but he's afraid to rebuild her because he's like, wow, is there any way I can rebuild her where she won't hate my guts? <laughs> hey, if you killed evil Hydra Steve, that would be a good way about setting it right, right? <laughs> no, but I did good, though, right? <laughs> uh, I-, I killed, and that was bad, but I killed again, and it was good. <laughs> 
And I guess with that, everyone, we can hop into what we read this week, because that was basically our last story anyway. Yeah. I, I talked about a couple, so I'll let you go, Matt. What uh, what did you have this week that you enjoyed? Uh, spoke to you. Let me just bring up my list here. It was a lighter I, week this week, thank God. It was, but I'm still going through like all of my comics from like the last week. Same, same. What, what do so, I have left? I have Daredevil, Green Arrow, Despicable Deadpool, Miss Marvel, and two issues of Deathstroke. Oh, jeez. <laughs> That's a lot less than what I have. Uh, um uh, obviously we had Action Comics issue 995. We're yeah. five issues away from 1,000. Hard to believe, right? That in our lifetime, we will see a major superhero comic book cross 1,000 issues. Wow, that's amazing. I think like the only only other ones are like stuff like Judge Dredd and stuff like that. Yeah, they're, ha- they're having a big celebration about it and w- w- very well deserved. Yeah, yeah, and you, did you know that Brian Michael Bendis' first DC story will be in Action Comics 1000? I did know that. They didn't say he was taking over the book, but that, I mean, I'm sure, as with most big anniversary titles, it will be an anthology and a bunch of writers will have one. But yeah, it's cool to think that Brian Michael Bendis, a, that he's going to have a story in the first ever 1,000th installment of a character. Yeah, that's awesome. It is, it is pretty awesome. It's really cool. Yeah, but uh, so this action covers. This was more of a a booster gold issue. It was an entirely booster gold issue. Yeah. In fact, in fact Jurgens basically pumps the brakes on the entire story <laughs> to be like, hey, did I mention how much I love booster gold? If booster gold got a spinoff series, it'd be a lot like this. Yeah. What was really interesting is that we had Superman obviously dealing with like the father issue stuff, mm-hmm. and Booster also has father issue stuff, and it's kind of. They're kind of similar, but Superman doesn't realize that, and he, he, he kind of takes him going through Booster's life because they end up in, what, Gotham City in 2060-something. Yeah, the, the timeline and, that Booster is originally from, that he left to become yeah. Booster Gold. Yeah, and, and he kind of sees that Booster is a little bit more than, like, just some some nobody who stole something and tries to become a hero. It, it is all about the, the product placement and all that sort of yeah. stuff he's a little bit more than that skeet literally gives him a lore dump he literally gives yep. him booster gold <laughs> explained so superman yeah. can yeah. care about booster he he read the wiki he literally he literally gives him the wiki dump and superman's like oh well i never cared about booster gold until now i guess i guess i gotta go help him because the thing is booster gets arrested for crimes he committed and superman's <laughs> like well i'm mad at him for fucking up my krypton thing and also why should i help him they arrested him for shit he did yeah he, he did the crime he needs to do the time do the time and skeet's like yeah but he actually gave up a lot to become booster gold and like he just has really bad luck and there's all these extenuating circumstances you don't know about and the thing that gets superman is of course his shitty relationship with his dad and Superman's like, man, I would hate to fail so hard as a father that John would leave the present just so he never had to see me ever again. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe that's like foreshadowing that, of that what did, might happen. That did feel like foreshadowing, didn't that? Felt like really strong. Yeah. Just, just the way Superman said it. Also, continuing on the father bent there, Lois is trying to get a hold of her dad, General Lane, before he's executed in another nation. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. And Superboy's tagging along, so he's going to be meeting Sam Lane. That's going to be cool. I've really wanted to see that, like, more than just about anything else. I'm like, how will will Sam Lane feel about this, knowing that he has a half-alien grandchild? I get the feeling Sam Lane's going to die, 
and on like his last couple of minutes he's gonna tell he's gonna tell Lois that he knew that Clark was Superman oh. all along and you know didn't do anything about it because he saw his daughter was happy all that sort of stuff that'd be nice I'd like that yeah Heck, I'd kind of like him to be around because it's like can no one in the Superman family have family <laughs> anymore like extended family <laughs> There's there's a sweet moment, too, because it's like, oh, well, if Lois is going on this suicide mission, who's watching John? Oh, the Whites watch John. That's nice. They babysit him, and he has a room at Perry's place. I'm like, oh, that's nice. (laughs) Also, they're old, so they don't know when he sneaks out at night to go on dangerous suicide missions. Yeah, he he tricks him with the old pillow into the sheets <laughs> yeah and perry had his that's wife that's the only time he tricked tim drake's batman with that did he really <laughs> in in super sons of tomorrow he, when when um tim came after him and i can't remember which issue that's it was right <laughs> yeah he tricked him with that that's right he did that's because clearly john makes a makes a habit out of this because he snuck out to hang out with the teen titans so he did the old pillow trick and lois fell for that so he's really good at it that's that's another one of his powers that you don't hear about super pillowing to make sure people think you're there uh but yeah that's uh this super it, it was fine, but like it was such a booster gold like detour. Yeah, yeah, and I, I kind of think I think we kind of needed it as well because like it was like Dan Jurgens returning to the character yeah. he created, and it was kind kind of like oh I want to do a little bit more about this character. I never really got the chance to, yeah. so now I I do now that I'm in charge of this book. Also, in a story that's filled with fatherhood and where fathers are such a huge theme of this. Do you think we'll see Rip Hunter by the end of this? I thought that would actually be a really excellent place for this to go, where it's like, you know, Booster challenged his own father only to be like, oh yeah, I'm a dad myself at some point in the future. Here's my British son, Rip. Could happen. It could happen. Rip's been in, like, the Green Lantern books. So, oh, has he really? Yeah. Yeah, oh, a while back he, he was helping the Lanterns with, um, uh, what do you call it, the, the nth metal beings that were coming after, like, um, Orion and everything. Now, now, let me ask you this. Does Rip Hunter look like his show counterpart, or does he look like his old counterpart? Old counterpart. Old counterpart. Okay, see, if this if this was like the first time we'd ever seen him, that would actually would have been a good way to change it, to have Rip Hunter show up looking like he does on TV with the TV Wave Rider. <laughs> Just be like, hey, where are you from? Further in the timeline. <laughs> I, I'm from somewhere else in hyper time. You don't even know. <laughs> I'm from a very CW place in the timeline. <laughs> Eventually, we'll all be looking like this. Yeah, and yeah, the, the end of the comic obviously teases like a world ruled by Zod. Now, I don't think this is Earth. This might be the the planet Zod escaped to. Yeah, him and his family. Uh, which might even tie in because um, I think next issue of. Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, Hal and the Green Lantern Corps are going after him. That's right. They fight Zod. They're doing a big deal of that, showing it in all the in the in the comics there. That's the big ad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's cool. I guess you talk Superman, so I'll talk Detective Comics. Uh very Clayface centric issue, this issue, which I enjoyed. They've built a hell of a character for him, and he goes on a bit of a bit of a roller coaster here. Oh my god, what James Tynan has done for this character, like just in this series, like since beginning Detective Comics uh, back in its original numbering has been amazing. It really has been. I like that he makes Basil Carlo 
incredibly sympathetic on one hand and then on the other hand actually makes him more dangerous than he's ever been before because it's like Clayface was always strong because he could basically do incredible stuff with his body but now he's been trained by Batman and trained alongside the Bat family so now he has all of the powers that he had before but now he knows tactics and strategy yeah he's he's much deadlier villain <laughs> and, ba- and batman falls for it too like he's fighting what he thinks is enraged clayface only to be like damn it the real clayface escaped into the sewer like an hour ago <laughs> and batman's almost like kicking himself like fuck i taught him that <laughs> i fell for my own trick shit the, he, he's also like using psychological warfare too because he's fighting batwoman and it's like you know oh i you know i'm the evil tim drake from the future you're gonna let us all down you're gonna kill us all Mu-ha-ha-ha-ha. and then <laughs> goes to batman and says you know did you ever bring me on this team because you liked me or because you cared or is it just because you're trying to sate your own guilt and trying to show that if you ever went off the deep end you could be saved which which other villain will you replace me with if i die and i'm like wow that's he's really cut yeah. deep yeah, and he, and, he, and he takes on the form of, like, the Riddler and Joker, and it's like, which one are you going to choose? Uh, R- Riddler would make sense because he's smart. They could use his big brain <laughs> if they could only keep him in check. I'm shocked he didn't try and recruit Mr. Freeze. Yeah, yeah. There's another big brain with an ice gun whose who's motivations are ultimately not that evil. No, no. We haven't really seen Mr. Freeze in the, in the main DC universe, have we? Yeah. Or have we, have we at all? Uh, Scott I'm trying Snyder, to remember. Scott Snyder redid his origin for that all-star Batman, made yeah. him a villain again, and then we never saw him again. Yeah, yeah. I know he's he's been in like stuff like Nightwing the New Order and Batman White Knight, but yeah, all, that's all, about all it. All Elseworlds. Elsewhere worlds are loving Mr. Freeze at the moment. <laughs> he's so hot right now. He's so hot and so cold. <laughs> but yeah, that was a fun one. Uh, the, the big showdown, of course, is uh, Cassandra Kane being like, you know, you can lie to yourself, you can lie to them, but I know you'll never lie to me, and I know you'll never hurt me. And it's like, aww. My and he heart. didn't. You he didn't. He didn't. Like, that actually saved him, only for the first victim to come out and be like, and this was my plan all along, my very convoluted roundabout plan. <laughs> Yet, to use the mudroom clay face Which to, actually- like... Yeah, to be make evil him, again. Yeah, to, to make him like a big kaiju monster. I'm like, you know what? That makes sense because they set up the mudroom so early on, and the first victim yeah. learned everything about the Bat family. So yeah, it's a pretty solid plan, actually. Yeah, yeah. I, and I also like that it was only like one page or so, but like I like um the conversation between the first victim and Anarchy, where Anarchy wants to be about the people, and then yeah. first victim is kind of like throwing that to the side and be like no i want to watch batman die yeah it, it's so great to see the moment where like lonnie's like oh fuck i've been had haven't i <laughs> yeah he's like yeah you know radical self-interest you know we have these victim nights protests where people are finally you know protesting the man and batman and the over militarization of the police this is just the beginning man i've got all these plans for a commune <laughs> and the first victim's like you dumbass i never cared about any of this i just needed you to whip people up into a frenzy i don't give a fuck <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Which makes me think, I'm like, ooh, ooh, does that mean Anarchy could possibly join the team at some point? Because it's like... They, they, they kind of hinted at it a couple of times because his intentions are good. They're a little bit extreme, but yes. they are good. He, he is incredibly extreme, but then again, you could also argue Batman is incredibly extreme. And in fact, Batman would mm-hmm. be like, okay, Anarchy, join the team, but keep me honest is the thing. Keep me from going too far to the other side. Yeah, yeah. 
And that would be fun, too, because then you would have, like, you know, Batwoman and Anarchy kind of, like, butting heads because they represent, like, the two different extremes. Yeah, yeah. Where she's like, no, more army, more high-tech militarization. And Lonnie's like, no, radical self-interest and everything. And, like, no, we need to, you know, uh, uh, help the people. We need to tear down systems, not build more systems. Yeah, that'd be really cool. That would be cool. And, like, clearly Tynan likes Anarchy because he likes the Tim Drake era of Robin when he had a solo book and Anarchy was, like, his arch nemesis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I kind of would like to see stick around. Also, too, because it looks like Steph might leave again. So wouldn't it be funny if they traded Steph for Anarchy? That'd be pretty cool. And they, they also have to bring back um, uh, the general because they, they've been yes. teasing him every now and then they uh, have with stuff. They definitely need to bring back the general. That would be cool. Yeah, so, so just a lot to really enjoy in Detective Comics this week. Yeah. A lot to enjoy in that. Uh, what what else did we have this week, Matt? What else was there of note? Uh, we have the beginning of the new Avengers weekly 16-part series, No Surrender. Which normally I would roll my eyes when I hear, oh, God, 16-part series. But this was actually a really solid first issue. Oh, boy, was it ever. It was. I was really worried as well. I was like, oh, God, 16 parts. This is going to drag on for so long like every other Marvel mm. event. But... No, it got straight into it, and we're we're right in the middle of the story now. Yeah, it gets right into it, and this 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 whole series, like again, we don't know what it's gonna be, we don't know what shape it's gonna take, but honestly, a lot of this first issue feels like very important housekeeping that they're doing. Mm. Yeah, and there seems to be a solid intent of like, hey. Look at the Avengers working side by side with prominent mutants like Beast and Rogue, and also all the different Spider People fighting side by side, and also some Fantastic Four and everything else, and also old Avengers you haven't seen in forever. And here's here's the Mansion, and here's Jarvis, and here's all this old like Avengers ephemera that's kind of fallen by the wayside. This is kind of like, hey, if you haven't read Avengers in the last couple of years, feel free to read this one. Yeah, it felt just yeah, it felt like them just like picking up where they left off like a couple of years ago where the Avengers were all this sort of stuff mm-hmm. before they started getting into like all the cosmic y event after event after event sort of stuff. Even though so far this seems to be pretty cosmic y because the Earth is literally Yeah, stolen. but it it feels cosmic y, but it doesn't feel cosmic y, if that makes sense. It's it's both. It's like a cosmic thing happened, but we're seeing the boots on the ground and how the Avengers do yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. The, the the one thing that like kind of made me kind of question what was happening is like where is like the Inhumans? Where are uh, where 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 is Odin's son? Yeah, well, I mean, my assumption is like okay, the two Thors, you know, they're they're off fighting the War of Realms right now, which is what they're doing in the book. They were was it wasn't wasn't Jane in this book though? Was I'm she, pretty sure she was. Yeah, fuck, she was too. Okay, Odin's son is up fighting the War of Realms. He's out there doing it. But he should be on Earth because he was in Black Bolt recently. He was in Black Bolt recently. I was, I, I'm going to, again, they don't give us a solid timeline, but I'm going to assume anyone who wasn't on Earth when this happened is off in space <laughs> doing stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the safe assumption to make. But yeah, you're right. Where Where is that? But hey, here's the thing. It's a 16-part series, so anyone we haven't seen yet will probably yeah. show up. And they're already Definitely. teasing the return of the Hulk. Yeah, oh, yes. Yeah, they are. That banner will be coming back. Hey, just in time for Thor Ragnarok on DVD. 
<laughs> which hey i don't buy many dvds but that thor ragnarok dvd looks fucking sick have you seen the special features they got on that it does it looks really good apparently what is it they were joking there where it's like yeah you hear uh taiko watiti is going to do a whole commentary track just as cord oh please yes he's gonna do it in character if i think that one might have been a joke but in reality there is like a whole finding chord featurette where he's like oh yeah I, I didn't know what actor to cast as this character it was a whole it was a whole process for me to find the, the proper <laughs> actor to put in this role so just like him totally <laughs> taking the piss out of himself uh, i know they're doing a third part for that team whole uh team thor video where the grandmaster moves in with daryl oh nice that's gonna be good <laughs> That's really good. I'm excited for that. But uh, yeah, n- no surrender. Well, what else can we say about it? It just it just felt good to see all the Avengers teams yeah. come together and work, and no one's fighting each other, and everyone's doing what they're no. supposed to do. Yeah, they all just yeah they just it just worked. They're all doing their job. They're saving the people that they can. They're trying to figure out what the hell stole the Earth, and and they yeah. s- and they set it up really good too because it's like hey. Here's focus on some, like, you know, multi-generational characters. So Nadia Pym gets a very strong point here. Hey, here's, you know, prominent mutants like Rogue taking the lead and, like, everyone looking up to her as they should because she has a great Mm -hmm. amount of team experience. They should be looking to her in a crisis, and they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The stuff with the mansion. uh, Heck, the stuff with Living Lightning. I I hope they keep doing that. I hope they're like, hey, and here's us focusing on an obscure Avenger because this is the Marvel (laughs) Universe and literally everyone has been an Avenger at one point. Well, they had at the end of the book, they had like a page that showed like all all the characters that were in this issue. And I imagine it's going to like just keep growing and growing and growing. And they said like, here's the Unity Squad. Here's the the past Avengers. Here's the current Avengers. Yeah. I I like that very much. What, uh, What made me laugh is like uh writing duties for this book are al ewing jim zub and mark wade aka the three guys who are writing the three ongoing uh avengers books at the moment occupy avengers takes part in this story if only because hawkeye is on it and hawkeye is an important member of the avengers team i laugh where it's like and how many members are on that team two <laughs> two in the back they had the occupy avengers they had like like it's hawkeye and red wolf and that's it there, the, there was gonna be more if david f walker got to finish that story they were gonna keep recruiting guys every arc but that didn't happen and also david f walker is not writing on this one off <laughs> that's that's got that's got to be a kick in the balls for poor walker being like i wrote this book it was a cult thing joel really enjoyed it and he was the only one and then like they get to be in the book but only two of them (laughs) uh i know i've told the story when i went to seattle i talked to david f walker for like 15 minutes i'm like yeah i really like what you're doing at occupy avengers but like i know it's too good to last and he's like yeah I, i hope to find a book that's good enough to last at some point (laughs) <laughs> um, ah, but the rumor is he's getting miles though i hope that rumor turns out to be true that'd be cool if, if walker takes over miles i will totally hop back into miles ben just left such a bad taste in my mouth after civil war <laughs> 2 i'm like you know what i don't need this <laughs> they they say the new arc is good the new arc it's miles fighting the a new version of the sinister six and his uncle oh, who cool. is, his uncle who is back and also in an Iron Spider costume now, what? Mm, okay, that sounds pretty interesting. That does sound interesting. I'm like, okay, how the fuck did we get here? Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. But yeah, Avengers 675 was really cool. We got to see Voyager, who's yes. like 
a re- the return of Voyager, but it's a return her in universe return. This is her first actual appearance. Yeah. But every but everyone knows her. Every Avenger knows her. It's just we as the reader who don't know mm. her. Yeah, and I I think the twist is going to be she's she's the one who stole the Earth. She's evil or something. Which is I said on Twitter that's why like Java somehow it like conveniently ended up in the hospital unconscious. He probably knew who she was. The, gu- the guy you know. old enough to have been around at the time. That's why only yeah. some of the Avengers got frozen blue and some didn't. Anyone who could yeah. point her out as being a potential bad guy. Yep, which is why I'm really interested to see where Odin's son is because he was an original Avenger. Absolutely. And same with, like, are they, are they counting Hank Pym as an original Avenger in this? Mm, good question. Well, that was the theory I was working under. I'm like, man, all this old Avenger stuff coming back and everything – would it be funny if Pimtron was the villain? <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. Because Pimtron even said during the middle of Secret Empire, it's like, look, fight Steve, but when you're done, I'm going to kill all of you. That'd be interesting. I'm just biding my time. Because, again, like so much of this is like a love letter to old Avenger stuff and old Avengers iconography. Wouldn't it be awesome for Pimtron to come out and be like, ha, 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 it was me all along and all you like second tier avengers all you double a avengers you're you're just like me you're you're one horrible mistake to becoming me and being pariahs and being outcast by captain america and the rest of them because of one thing you did that they'll never let go (laughs) that that would be pretty interesting i know they're going to be doing something with um at least ultron very soon because he's going to be involved with infinity because he's good because he was in the um in the guardians of the galaxy books that's right yeah. That's interesting. But yeah, uh, so Avengers No Surrender, off to a great start. And we'll talk about issue two next week and for the next 16 weeks. <laughs> yeah, it's going to it's gonna come by really quickly. I know that. I'm sure it will until it's done. But yeah, I think, yeah. I really think like this, or I know it's early to call it, but this feels like Marvel got together and it's like, okay, we've got a bunch of rights back now. We've kind of had an Avengers book for everybody, for all tastes. We've kind of been spreading it thin. Let's crystallize what the Avengers mean in 2018. Yeah, that's, that seems to be what they're doing. Yeah. My my goal, and I pitched this before, is like, okay, if you do a new Avengers team, if you reboot again, have a member from every generation on it. Yeah, it's a make everyone kind of happy. Yeah, have one representative from every generation. Heck, even even say the other teams exist and that they go back to them occasionally, but there's just one super team called the Avengers, and like everyone's still involved, but there's one core team of Avengers. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I would like. But hey, that's just me. So yeah, this is Avengers, everybody. Avengers was fucking cool. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, what else did I read this week? Oh, I read The Punisher 220, the continuation of uh, Frank Castle in the War Machine armor. I'm behind by two issues, including this issue. Continues to be pretty solid, actually. Matthew Rosenberg, probably one of the hottest up-and-coming talents at Marvel at the moment because he takes a premise that could be silly, like, hey, what if Frank Castle took the War Machine armor and like started a war in Eastern Europe? And they make it interesting, and he finds fun little wrinkles in there that you would not expect. Like, uh, what is it? Frank is looking for the evil dictator of this country, Chernaya, which is like yeah. Chechnya and Russia all together with all the same problems. Yeah, of it's Chechnya been, and Russia. been playing plan- a big part in Secret Secret Warriors. Oh, is it really? Yeah, it's like a oh, big part, kind of like with um, oh, uh, Karnak's 
bit of story with Analux and everything. Well, that makes sense because Rosenberg writes that too. Yeah. So he's oh that's I like it when he does he does that for a lot of his stuff like in uh, what yeah. is it like in a. Uh, in his rock Tales, Rock- Tales of Suspense is set in Chennai. Oh, is it seriously? Fuck. God, yeah. he's, he's he's good at that. Like in his Rocket Raccoon book, he put like a bunch of references to Kingpin's autobiography because he was also writing the Kingpin book at the time and vice versa. <laughs> God damn, he's good at that. I like him even more now. But yeah, so like he's trying to find this uh, evil General Putin. Oh, sorry. I mean General Petrov. But he's, he's clearly <laughs> fucking Putin and he's really yeah. Putin. He's really Putin in this issue. Uh, so he like goes to all the camps and he's like, oh, wow, he has a bunch of like concentration camps for dissidents. And like Frank is going through. Do you know where he is? Nope. Dead. Do you know where he is? Nope. Dead. <laughs> and all the people are like, oh, the Punisher has come to save us. He's freed us. He's our liberator. And Frank's like, yeah, I meant to do that. Yeah. <laughs> has he come across any of the the rogue shield agents with their their own iron man armors this issue he does and they do something oh, really yeah. they do something really slick with it because it's like okay well who are these turncoat agents of shield gonna be like they're all young punks is what they are and they start yeah. and they start getting all ageist with the punisher and they're like oh look at you <laughs> old man you don't even know how to work that technology you have old man i'm gonna fly circles around you grandpa to which pisses frank off to no end and he's like look kid here's the thing it doesn't matter the equipment it matters the soldier who's using it and then he like crushes the guy's head oh that's awesome <laughs> it's super sick and it's even funnier because the other shield agents are like whoa 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 that's the punisher dude we're super fans of you man we love killing people but we like getting paid for it too. So to have them be young punks and Punisher fans on top of it, I'm like, wow, you took what could have been one note villains and actually made them quite interesting. Yeah, that sounds really awesome. It is actually. I'm like, God damn it, Matthew Rosenberg, you're just you're just batting whatever they give you. <laughs> I, I hope you continue. Like shit, the fact that Secret Warriors is still going after Secret Empire, I don't think anyone thought that book had the legs that it did. Finished this week. Oh, it was the last one this week. Well, they made it 12 yeah. issues. All, all the Inhumans book are finishing because they're leading into an event called Judgment Day. Right. Which yeah. I'm sure is them bidding a hearty farewell to the Inhumans <laughs> so the X-Men can come back on in. I said that in my review of the final issue of Royals. I'm thinking it's all leading into this event. I really hope they don't like just disappear because the X-Men have come, have come back to like the rights have come back. I hope they just don't disappear. If they were smart, the deal is like they'll return it to the status quo of like, hey, we're going to go live on the moon again. And oh, look, the Fantastic Four are back. Hey, let's go hang out with the Fantastic Four and go live on the moon again. There you go. Kind of like it's we, we, we've come full circle, have like Black Bolt and Medusa be like, hey, you know when we were our happiest when we lived on the moon? Let's go back and live on the moon. That'd be pretty cool. And be those damn moon people again. <laughs> as joel angrily shakes his fist at the moon people living above us in their moon castle <laughs> and if you want a damn moon people sure you can get it over on the comic multiverse t public store matt wonderfully put that together <laughs> and it's a pretty sick shirt uh but yeah so that's that's good stuff there the punisher you'll you'll enjoy those two issues when you eventually catch up on it Awesome. I, I awesome. Think you will. Uh, what? Uh, what else? I I only have like two other books that I read this week. What about you? Yeah, I've got like two or three. Okay, I'll, I'll let you go then. 
Uh, I've had a Howard Jordan in the Green Lantern Corps issue 36. Nice. What are the Lanterns up to? Uh, the Lanterns are saving the Guardians of the Universe, who actually return to being Guardians of the Universe oh, this shit. issue. After however many years of not being Guardians of the Universe. It's been a while, hasn't it? Yeah, and uh, they did a really good job of bringing them back because they brought also back the old uh, villains and technically cousins of the Guardians, the Controllers. Oh, yeah, I remember those guys. Yeah, they brought them back and they're looking to like restart the controller race and breed like a an Aryan race of super controllers. And oh, and to do that, they need the, the, the Guardians' life force and en- energies and stuff like that. Hmm. The, the uh, Guardians' so, guard and the controllers' control. Yeah, yeah. Basically, um, one protect and one attack. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I I, I it up for you. But which but which of the race cares about the steamed hams though, Matt? <laughs> probably the the lanterns, probably Guy Gardner. Guy Gardner. <laughs> steamed hams, but now it's Hal Jordan and Guy Gardner. <laughs> yeah, so they end up going and rescuing the uh the guardians and the guardians decide, "Hey, let's we're, we're going to be guardians again. We're going to guard this universe." And the cool thing is, the end of this issue that, that the controllers escape, and they're like, "Oh well, we kind of failed in that mission, but we've got this backup plan, and that is to reboot the Dark Stars." Ooh, going which, really old school now. Yeah, if people don't know what the Dark Stars are, they're like this. They're kind of like the guardians of the the um the guardians of the universe, but they're given like powers kind of similar to the green lantern core right. in terms that they're like an evil green lantern core basically yeah they were like the before all the other before like red and yellow lanterns they were like the first yeah. hey what if green lantern but evil yeah and they got like the the costumes they they got for the for the new ones are like the original costumes for the dark stars they're like that like iron man armor looking thing it looks really cool yeah yeah that's that's good that, that's what i like about green lanterns everything that's old is new again like they'll take it away and make you miss it for a bit but then they'll eventually bring it back mm. well that's the thing with like the green lantern canon like everything is canon mm-hmm. like shit. doesn't matter how like weird and wonderful it is shit dark stars were so popular there for a second i think they actually had their own book for a bit I think so. I think I remember that. Yeah. I vaguely, vaguely recall that. Will they will they bring back any of the old dark stars? Because I remember there was like a Russian blonde dark star for a bit. Uh, Zavita, Timony Zavita or whatever. I think she was like a Hal Jordan thing like way back when. Maybe. They don't really go into it in this issue, it could, but it looks like... I don't know whether it was just like an armor hanging there, but it looks like maybe the Dark Stars might be robots similar to like Manhunters. Right. That would be something. I, I know it's confusing yeah. too because there's also like a Marvel character called Dark Star. Yeah, yeah, and he he was he came back recently, I think, or like was in a book recently as well. Jesus Christ, just to really mutter the muddy yeah. the waters and confuse you. Yeah, the, all the Green Lantern books have been really good. Like the green, the actual book Green Lanterns have been dealing with like really topical things, like like re, like illegal refugees and stuff like that, and stuff like yeah, it's, it's been really good. I mean, it makes sense with Simon Baz and Jessica Cruz there; those would be issues yeah. that would affect them in real life. So it's only right it affect them in fiction. Yeah, yeah, it's been, they've been really good books. I think the next arc in Green Lanterns got me really interested because it's about like a a dating app in space and it's like an evil dating app <laughs> spacer it's like tinder but space <laughs> plenty of space fish 
<laughs> I, those those are the only two dating apps I know. I got I got nothing left. <laughs> Ad, adult space friend finder. I don't know. <laughs> That's 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 three. I dare you to do better, everyone. <laughs> it's late. I was, Joel's running on empty. Uh, I guess the other book I read, the penultimate issue in the Venom Inc. crossover between Spider-Man and Venom. Mm-hmm. This this issue was dumb as rocks, but enjoyable enough. Yeah. <laughs> it literally starts. It actually starts pretty good with uh, Flash Thompson be like, "Okay, we gotta we gotta sneak into the bad guy's base." And I'm you know I'm a military man, so I'm giving everyone jobs to do and i'm giving you know advice and i'm doing good and everything and i'm flash thompson and everyone likes me and i do like him and then they pull back and we see the whole team of him black cat his sidekick uh with demon powers and eddie brock venom who's sitting there with like a big ammo bandolier and two giant guns (laughs) that shoot anti-venom bullets and i'm like this is fucking dumb as shit (laughs) <laughs> this is this is like a 90s Venom story is what they're telling here. And I think some of that is intentional in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like a 90s, like straight out of the 90s. It, it really is. It's not terrible. Like, again, it's it's really dumb. There's this whole through line where, uh, uh, what is it, uh, Flash Thompson's sidekick's like, oh, I, I gotta get my symbiote back from this villain so I can be a, a symbiote fighter again. And Peter's like, well, I don't, I don't like the symbiotes. The symbiotes are bad, and we need to destroy them because they're all <laughs> evil monsters. Even though people have explained to me that they're not evil monsters in recent retcons, but apparently I don't listen. Also, I'm fighting side by side with a couple guys wearing symbiotes right now who aren't evil. But derp, I'm, <laughs> I'm derpy Peter Parker in this story, and I need to have a boner about this for some reason. Yeah, they they, they have to be evil because they're always evil, even though they're not. <laughs> even though a lot of the time they're not. It's it's also I thought it was a opportunity the the villain lee price or as i call him the shitty venom from that first arc before they brought uh eddie brock back he's like oh i'm i'm calling all the symbiotes to me and i'm going to become like super symbiote man <laughs> and like he, he like he's got his symbiote but he also pulled all the guns in the room so he's like a venom costume which is just his old venom costume i hate that they didn't redesign it but he's got like a bunch of guns sticking out of him too <laughs> So it's like, what if he he's, was? He's so extreme. He's so goddamn extreme. It's like, what if, what if he was made of venom, but also like made of guns at the same time? And, and the guns shoot venom bullets. Oh shit! And if you get hit by them, you get a symbiote too. <laughs> it's it's literally like what what freaking notebook? What thirteen year old's notebook did Mike Costa and Dan <laughs> Slot find? And they're like, you know what? Good enough. <laughs> Let's fucking do it. <laughs> and they did do it and it's dumb but it's fun but it's also really dumb but there's a lot of good hero shots in it <laughs> like like everyone looks like it's a number one like spider-man is swinging through the air and there's fire and there's bullets and he's like yeah <laughs> and venom's like no i'm not taking this shit anymore he runs into the bullets and he's like no i can't stop me Oh, that's awesome. It's like, 20, it's, it's like 22 pages of that. So if that sounds like your bag, you're going to enjoy it. <laughs> Just, you know, don't don't expect anything, uh, what is it, too mentally challenging. <laughs> uh, did you have another one? I have one last one. Yeah, um, I, I just recently caught up on like five or six issues of Injustice 2. Yes, which people and, really seem to enjoy, you were telling me. Oh my god, I, my videos are doing really well, and I have no idea why. And uh, Well, I think I have an idea why, and that's because they brought back the Teen Titans ah. in these issues. 
Uh, Batman, he's been, if you're not familiar, he's been dealing with Amazo. Um, Raz has unleashed Amazo on the Earth, and he's, like, doing, like, tests to make sure it's running. And mm. it blew up a whole town in um, Arizona, and that led to the origin of Dexter and all this really cool, amazing shit. Um, but he notices the ties have kind of tipped away from him, and he needs he needs stronger people and he needs the teen titans right. and there's trapped they've been trapped in the phantom zone since like year one of of injustice so they go in to find them there's a really cool part where plastic man asks Imperiax for directions <laughs> um and they they find them but they obviously can't take connor kent out because he's got a bad heart and oh. if he goes out of the phantom zone he'll die um so they take the rest out Tim Drake is killed by General Zod like Oops. minutes after after coming out of the Phantom Zone. Yeah, that's why um, you don't see Tim Drake. <laughs> oh man, the people were so angry at I that. I bet they, they were. The... They're so angry. I think they're pissed because like, oh, that means we're not going to see him in Injustice Three. It's like, guys, Injustice Two already threw out a bunch of the plot from the Injustice comics. So <laughs> don't worry if Ed Boon wants Tim Drake to be in it. Fucking Tim Drake's going to be in it. Yeah, yeah, he's got to be in it no matter what. And um, there's already like alternate goddamn universes and time travel and shit anyway, so it's fine. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, General Zod's been like wreaking havoc across like the fa- the the um the fortress of solitude and batman gets box x which is like his his contingency for like general zod and it's um a mixture it's like the fear gas and kryptonite that that tricks superman he uses that against him and uh fights him in like this huge robot costume and just fucks him up but then the gas wears off but before the gas wears off amazo arrives because raz is like we need to kill general zod he's a kryptonian purist he goes against what we we want for the earth. Amazo rips off General Zod's head, you know, and <laughs> yeah, it, 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 they show it as well. He just like twists the head off. It's, it's so amazing. It's amazing that injustice goes to those brutal places every so often. Yeah. Like, it's, it's like Tom Taylor felt he needed to top the bit from the beginning where Superman like sticks his hand through the Joker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, he does that. Like every, every like 10 or so issues is like something big like that. I Got love it. it. If, if this keeps going it. on into Injustice Volume 3, what are they going to have to do to top it? Amazo rips a head off, then skull fucks it into submission. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, when Amazo escaped after that, he, like, took the head with him. And I'm like, what, what is he going to do with that head? <laughs> He's going to drink soup out of it later. Gonna, yeah, it's, it's for his wall. He's gonna turn it to an ashtray. Amazo takes up smoking <laughs> just so we can ash inside General Zod's mouth. <laughs> um, but yeah, because he because General Zod dies, Batman gets an idea, and that is to give Connor Kent a heart transplant oh. from General Zod to Connor's broken heart. And to Clever. do that, he needs he needs Doctor Midnight. Oh, nice, uh, nice pull. Yeah, we haven't seen Doctor Midnight in a long, long time, and he needs Ted Grant for that. So he gets Ted Grant and brings him back and brings back Connor Kent. It's really cool issues. Sounds pretty good. And then they'll need to explain why we don't see Connor Kent in Injustice Two: The Game. I, I have a feeling that like somehow they're going to work it out. So like, oh, General Zod was evil to his heart, and his heart's oh. evil, and and that's it's going to make like Superboy evil so they have to fight Superboy or some like general uh, like um they have to team up with Raz and use a Mazo to fight him or something it's like uh it's like that old horror movie Idle Hands it's like Idle Heart where it's like oh you put an evil heart in you so you turned evil it's that Simpsons episode where he gets where Homer gets Snake's hair which is a parody of Idle Hands so there you yeah, go yeah yeah 
Uh, that sounds fun, Matt. Like, I caught up on Injustice, then I fell behind on Injustice. I need to catch up on Injustice. Oh, these, these, is, these like, last couple, you don't know where it's going to go. That's no. the thing. You have no idea. <laughs> and you never do. Uh, I have one last one, and I won't take forever. I read 